Welcome to another edition of Oh No Not Them, the show where formats don't matter. There is no plan. And it's all bullshit anyway. Come along for the ride. Here are your hosts, Eric, Jim, and Bill. Winner. 100%. Fucking around because you're stupid? Not good. Failure. Oh, you're you'll, lose the, you'll lose the rookie of the year. Though. You're breaking I mean, shit in the basement. What's that? You're... I have the commission of scaring people. Oh, well. You see, now, the thing is, Chuck breaks shit here all the time, and it's yep. never in the commission of scaring people. It's all in the name of dumb fuckery, because we all know that Chuck is not scary. Hey. I'm going to paint you with number three, and I'm going to go get my knife, and if you don't get out of here before I get my knife, I'm going to murder you. I'm going to stop right now. I'm going to stop you right there. Are you recording this? Yes, I am. There you go. How many people have you made piss themselves in your room this year? <laughs> answer the know. question, Knight. The only way I can really answer that question is... I've had three admitted pants pissers in the commission of the game of Murder by Numbers this year. Most people are like, if you ever had a flood in your house and you stepped in your carpet, pretty much what like everyone leaves my room. Like. That's only from your vagina fucking leaking, okay? It's only from you. That's your, from your vajouche leaking. All right, guys, in case you haven't figured it out, we got a little something special going on here today. We are at the Halls of Horror back in uh, the staging area at 320 Delaware Avenue, Pomerant, Pennsylvania. And we've got a special edition of Oh No, Not Them tonight. We've got some of the Halls of Horror cast and crew here, including two of our fearless leaders, Mr. Charles Knight. Hello. And Mr. Earl Buss. Hello. And also with us, we have... Mariah. Hello. We have David. What's up? Jason. Hello. And Autumn. What's up? All right. So we're going to do something like, you know, you guys all know that the uh, premise of this show is there's no format. There's no script. There's nothing. And it's all bullshit anyway. Um, We kind of got an idea of what we're going to do today, believe it or not. We're going to talk to these fucking chowderheads. Hey. About what makes uh, about what makes this place tick and what makes it so awesome, um, and we're gonna have to kind of put a lot of the nuts and bolts on hold right now because Earl and Chuck just walked out of the goddamn room. Elvis has left the building. Yeah, well, I don't know. Well, maybe, yeah, maybe we can equate they, Earl to Elvis. They had a haunt emergency. <laughs> something, something. I th- actually, I think they're going to try to get Linda to come back, um, who's the other genius behind the place. But um, let's let's start with uh, talking to Mariah a little bit. Mariah, tell us a little bit about yourself. About myself. Well, I do the makeup here for about seven, eight years now. Um, <laughs> I don't know. What do you want to know? Well, tell us a little bit more about what you do here, the makeup, and what else do you do? I'm a shadow in the basement. A little so troll in the basement. I am. I will jump on your back, cover you in blood. Nice. Um, <laughs> and and how did you get started here at the at Halls of Horror? Our old makeup artist actually got me in. She's now the ticket booth lady. Um, but... I, she was my teacher in school, and she's always tried helping me out. She saw that I was into makeup, and she was like, hey, I do this thing on the weekends. You interested? And I was like, absolutely. And once you get here, it's a big family. It's real hard to stay away. It's impossible to stay away. 
I will second that. Just a, just okay. ask me. After what I went through over the summer, it's impossible to stay away. She forgot her other important role. That she, What's by it? She's the pulse of the haunted house as well. So the speed at which the haunted house runs is by Mariah's hand. It is. Yes. Okay. And then next on the next on the hit parade, we have Mr. David Timberman. David, tell us a little bit about yourself, David. I am a first year Halls of Horror psychopath, nine year scare acting psychopath. It's fantastic. These guys are wonderful and they've made me feel like family since I walked through the door. So yes. Where were you at before you where were you at before you joined us? I was at Hotel of Horror in Taylorsburg, Pennsylvania. Okay. Uh, another haunt that we have a very good relationship with and nothing but good things to say about. And um, speaking for myself. Speaking for myself, I'm really glad to have you on board. You're doing an awesome job down in the basement. I get to hear your interactions with our guests every night, and you're loving it. You're cracking me up. You're making things happen. I'm loving it. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. All right. Next, we got Mr. Jason Phillips. Jason, tell us a little bit about yourself and what you do here. This is my seventh year here. I am on the build team, demolish team. Whatever team. Creation team. Whatever team. I play Michael Myers in a hallway downstairs in the hole. Yeah, you got, you actually have one of the most dangerous rooms in this place. Because in the few times that I've ever had to be in that room, every fucking time I'm in there, I get hurt. Oh. I get I get headbutted. Or, I, I, got a, I got a black eye last year when I was covering for him down there. Yes, you did. But yeah, I've been headbutted oh, down the there. Dumbass, you're supposed to watch. I they jumped right towards me. Yeah, exactly. Fist out. Well, well, it's not your normal fisting you're used to, Jim. But we won't go there today. Um, <laughs> we can talk about it later if you like. We we'll talk about it off air. Give you a black eye tomorrow. Oh, and now joining the party, we have the third of our of our uh, leadership team. We have. The lovely Linda Pereira. Hey there. Hello. <laughs> All right, so now we've come to Autumn. Tell us a little bit about yourself and how you came to be with us. Um, well, I am uh, one year, I guess you can say, Halls of Horror, horror uh, actor. Uh, this is my first time like actually acting. I've always been into like the horror theme. I've been mostly on the side of makeup for a couple of years. I've done makeup kind of everywhere. Actually, the weekend right before I came here, I was down in West Virginia, no, Virginia, doing makeup at their haunt, which I would never go there again, but that's besides the point. Um, and before that, I was at Shocktoberfest for a couple of years, hated that place too. And I came here and like, I have to say, as everybody says, it does feel like one giant family and I don't regret it at all. I came here because like, Jim heard me, because uh, I actually work with him too, um, talking about one of my makeups, and he was just like, hey, how about you text this person? And I was like, okay, why not? And here we are. Oh, well, and, and like like you have all said, it is uh, one giant happy family here. And uh, the we have, you know, like pretty much the mom and dad of the place are Chuck and Linda, and we have our strict Uncle Earl. <laughs> but there is a reason that Linda is the outward face of the of the of 
the insanity, and that is because she's the most normal looking. That 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 is true. Okay, that is true. Uh, she's the most normal looking, and she is also extremely level headed. That's true. And we need we need her because if you left a, if if we were left to our own devices. Bad things would happen here. There Bad. would be legal consequences. There Linda <laughs> is the voice of reason. Linda yes. is the voice of reason. And she did get an upgrade on her name this year. She is now the voice of reason and Black Widow. Black Widow. I like it. <laughs> well, it's better than my nickname from last year, which was Buzzkill Linda. Yes. <laughs> it's I, definitely an improvement. You know, I was actually going to say that. I was going to say Buzzkill Linda. But the thing is, Buzzkill Linda, I think, was was actually coined a few years ago. When, Behind my back? Yes. Yes. When the, when the Drildos were a thing. Yes. <laughs> yeah. The what? The Drildos. Um. Two people who shall remain nameless okay. uh, went to condoms galore and bought a large double-headed <laughs> sex toy, <laughs> brought it back to the haunted house, and proceeded to put it on power drills. No, no, cut it in half first. Cut, oh, yeah, cut it in half first and then put it on power drills. It's a true story. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, Linda got wind of that and shut that down quickly. Well, I... Linda rolled into the back room and went, what the... Fuck is happening right now? <laughs> and they looked at me with big glance. They're like, "Drill dough." I went, "No, no dough. Get rid of it. <laughs> Get rid of it." No, I'm actually, like, I think one of them was on a sawzall. I'm like, "You guys one aren't using that." They're sawzall. like, "We have been using it." I'm like, "It's a no. Put it away." Yeah. <laughs> yes. They were using it in during the hunt. Yeah. Yes. In, 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 the in what is now the VIP lounge in Hillbilly Hollow. Oh, wow. And it would come through the wall at you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so disturbing. Oh, God. I'm sorry. That, that's funny. <laughs> that's just, yeah, that's I wouldn't complain. <laughs> no. And you wouldn't use a dildo either. And, hey. And, 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 and this is actually before Uncle Touchy even showed his head here. So I can't be blamed for that one. <laughs> You'd have been an accessory. I can see that. Do you think? Oh, no. Oh, my God. Do no, you no. think? <sighs> but um, so now let's uh, get into a little bit more of the nuts and bolts of what makes this place um, as unique and as special as it, as it is. Uh, Chuck, what was, the, uh, what was the original thought behind building a haunted house? Okay. So back in the day, we were cleaning out the basement. And uh, we're trying to figure out what to do with this this big building, and we had no idea what to do. And we're cleaning it out, and of course, we've been down it in the basement multiple times. We saw ripped up Dear John letters in the basement. There was a sewing room in the basement. There was this bar down there. You just the you'd find odd stuff down there. And anyway, we're cleaning it up. I'm ready to power wash the place. And, uh, you know, we all got creeped out working there late nights, and uh, it just kind of came in a, in a thought and I was like holy cow had a discussion with Linda uh, Linda said if you want to do it we'll do it and uh, and then I had to get Earl on board which you know Earl and I are high school friends from back in the day and then a while he got married life life just went a different way and Earl and I were a little estranged from each other but one of my friends said you know Earl really loves Halloween and I had no idea how much he really loved Halloween till I Went over to his house and saw his entire house. Wait, hold, hold on, hold on, real quick. 
because uh, for the most part, our listeners are not going to understand what you're talking about when you say you went to Earl's house and you saw. Earl's house is black from top to bottom. His house <laughs> yes, is, com- is the exterior of his house is completely done in flat black. Come on! Don't forget about the cemetery. And he has a he has a small cemetery. Oh my God! Yes, he has a small cemetery on the property. It's great. Um, and then when you go inside, he's got you know the he's got the giant uh, like uh, goth chairs, the goth chairs, uh, and things skulls, like that. Skeletons yes. all over the place. For, uh, so for my dream, basically. Yeah. Basically, yes. Yeah. He basically has a haunted house inside his house, and then also looks like he bought it from the Adams family. Absolutely, yeah. I'm in. I love it. I'm in there like swimwear. And then <laughs> also, then he also would give for Whitehall. He would do these trick or treat nights, and he'd build like a three station haunt. Matter of fact, over COVID, Halls of Horror shifted over that because we were closed one year, and we did an actual haunt for the, for the kids and the and the people of the community over there. Yes, we did at Earl's Haunt, which went out went stellar. But anyway, I, I talked to Earl, and basically, I love saying this. Because it makes me smile, and it's been a good, good run, brother. Yes, it's it really been a good run. <laughs> and um, I said to Earl, I go, you know, I'm thinking about building a haunted house. And I remember him looking at me and kind of looked down and then looked at me, and he goes, fuck yeah, I'll build a haunted house with you. And ever since then, that's what we did. We built a haunted house. And what year was this? 13 years? Uh, 14 years. Yeah. Wow. 14, yeah. yeah I just so let, let's just I clarify. Just all my stuff and brought it up here. That oh he, he rolls around July or August. He comes home, he says, so I think that we should turn the basement into a haunted house. And I said, okay, I'll see what I can find. So you reach out to the state, and the state sends you a booklet that's about five inches thick with all of the rules and regulations and everything needed to get the haunted house up and running and i was like so this is going to be harder than you think um but we were up and running by uh by october i think we were only open in october that year yeah I think um, only four weeks and uh yeah they they built everything from scratch. It's been an evolution, though. It is. It is not the same haunt it was 13 years ago. It's um, It's really just taken on a life of its own. Well, it's, I mean, to be fair, it's not the same haunt it was seven years ago when Jason came here. True. And it's not the same haunt it was 10 years ago when I came here. It's a different evolution. It's a, it's a different salon. It's a different haunt than it was last last year. Oh, yeah. Cause that, it's and, always moving. That's one beautiful thing about this place is it is evergreen. We are constantly evolving and we're constantly changing things up. And that I think that's one thing that makes us really unique in the haunt, in the haunt industry is, first off, we do something that most places can't do. We actually do allow some physicality. With our blood experience option. I would go with the improv part, too. Because- and the improv. But... We'll take that in too. Improv alone. Yes, we nothing here is scripted. Um, as as staff members and cast members, we're given a great deal of latitude to come up with our characters and our skits. As long as there are, as long as the lines that have been defined are not crossed, we can pretty much do it. But 
develop that character and, and live it and make it real. Yes. Yes, and that's the thing, is you have to you have to develop it in your head and you have to believe it, and you got to make it real. But the fact that we change things up every year keeps that you know I think that's one thing that keeps our fans coming back for more every year. I mean, even if the room stays the same, you put someone different in that room. The way Jim yeah. plays the doctor compared to the way I play the doctor, we look at each other and laugh at each other. We see our skits and we're like, "Holy cow, that's great!" Yeah, we'll high high five each other. Right. <laughs> it's it's it, it really is. It, it, and to me, I hear it going through the haunted house many nights. I go and I check someone else. We put someone else in the room, and I'm like. I'm high five, and that was great. That's not the way that uh, whoever who this and that plays it. But my goodness, you got to keep doing that and keep moving that direction. You know? Yeah, and that's when he's talking about when Eric was talking about giving freedom. I mean, it was basically, you took me into the room. You said, "Okay, you have this, 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 this." You gave me a little bit of a spiel, but then it was, you're basically free to do what you want. You know, you're not yeah. sitting there telling me, "I want you to say this. I want you to do this." <laughs> it's and and the, the other thing is, is every guest that comes through. Is different from the one that just came that you yeah, just had. And that's why your character you, has yeah, yeah, you have, yeah, you have to change it with yeah. every group that comes through sometimes. Exactly, because like the way the way I always explain it to people and they ask how like we do the improv so well is essentially the way I think about it, and I don't know how what you guys' um, process is, but I figure we've got about ten seconds to size up my group. I've got 10 seconds to size you up, kind of focus in on who's going to be my target. (laughs) And then I have to make everything happen. And then if, if your target doesn't want to play along or doesn't want to play into what you're doing, you have to shift your focus and you have to be able to adapt and overcome. Right. And that's what, that's one thing that makes, you know, guys like, like Jim, and David, you know, being a, a, I don't know, I don't know how much of Hotel was scripted. Nothing. It's just, it was the same concept. Improv was ninety five percent of what we did. Okay, good. Yeah, and it kind of shows through with you because you're pretty uh, quick. Pretty right? quick. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You have to be. Oh yeah. I mean, you have to be very quick to think on your feet because you don't know what that group's going to do when they come in. You don't know how they're going to react. First of all, right. And you don't want to stand there blinking. No. Yep. That, right. I met you. Yeah. Well, and the thing, and you, you have problem. you have to be quick witted and think on your feet. Unless you're Chuck, and then you're just going to steal my lines. Whatever works. <laughs> you're I mean, talking. If, if you're if talking. It's gold. It's gold. You know? <laughs> <laughs> That's right. If it's gold, it is gold. And if you, <laughs> we were talking about blinking. I had a guy on the table. I had him all set to go, and I had the girl look him over and go do something. She goes, "I ain't doing that." I said, "Come on, get in there." She goes, "That's my brother." I went, "Oh." Well, this is awkward. <laughs> this is a country that's affair. A I know. That's completely acceptable. Oh, yes, that is completely acceptable. You know, Hillbilly Hollow is a section of West yes, Virginia. Yes. <laughs> I always thought that was Summit Hill, but piss off. That too, that I, I didn't mean that the way it sounded. You did. <laughs> Just exactly did, how it sounded. He did, and I condone it. Yeah. <laughs> You're not even from the good part of Panther Valley. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I said I'm from the top. No. The top. No. No, you're from the bottom half. No. Yeah. See, I know you probably don't remember from last year, but when we did go through Hillbilly Hollow, I did say to you, do you feel like you're back at Summit Hill? 
So it's just not, it's not like I didn't say it before. See, it went, and when Jim and his sister went through it's... a couple of weeks ago, Jen got homesick. <laughs> Fucking dick. <laughs> <laughs> and I don't mean for Maryland. Right after Jim was thrown on the VIP bed. I was not. Lies. Bill was. Lies. No, 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 no. When you oh, and Jen went through. Slander. Oh, I didn't get, no, I didn't get thrown on the bed. Oh, that's right. Tyler wasn't Tyler here that was night. Tyler was not there. Tyler wasn't here that night. Uh, I got a reprieve. Yeah. He didn't get he didn't get he didn't get assaulted in that room. However, when Jim walked when Jim walked into the barber shop, the first thing that happened was he got thrown in the chair and a shaving cream pie on top of his head and down his face. Yeah, it was all over my kitchen. Thank you so much. You're welcome. Don't blame me. No, I'm blaming both of you. It's a 50-50 thing. I mean, you were carrying it, but he supplied it. It so. got it got worse from there. I bet. Oh yeah. Oh. It's you great. You looked like shit afterwards. I did look like shit. <laughs> Could be worse. He could have looked like Bill. He got you there. Yeah, he got me. Right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh God. So what is um? Oh, Anubis. The mask. Halls of Horror's mascot. Yes, he Anubis. is. He's also the human resources director of the Halls of Horror. <laughs> True. If he doesn't all, like you, you need to get out. All True. all complaints need to be filed through Anubis. One per year. And he only he only works one hour per week. One hour per week. <laughs> right, he needs his rest. And it, it's on Sundays from eleven forty seven to twelve forty seven. <laughs> yes, I can verify this because I've been there to file complaints with Anubis numerous times. <laughs> of course, <laughs> such a diva. Uh, Anubis is the best. But um, so, where do you guys see this? Where do you guys see the halls of horror? Going in, say the next five years. Wow. Ooh. Well, I don't know. The blood experience is expanding. The blood experience is expanding. I think uh, that's definitely going to be more more of the thing. Um, shoot, I hate to say that we've hit a great stride, but I think we're on a great stride the way it's going. And uh, man, we just keep keep. Keep doing what we're doing, and man, you know, to, to think of the uh, each year we come up with the new things that we do, and uh, it's an endless supply of things to do. Will we ever achieve a goal of uh, man? Where are we going? Blood experience that's the best way to go. More blood. Well, and, and, oh, yeah, more Every, blood. Everything's better with blood. And I don't, I don't, you know, I don't want to sound like I'm trying to blow smoke up anybody's ass at this point. You are. But maybe I am. Fuck. You gotta. It's, it's my show. I'll do what I want, Jason. Don't do that. <laughs> <laughs> I'll just agree. <laughs> but like where where I think, it, like the evolution is going to go, is it, it you know the constant the constant tweaking of things of characters that we've already developed more and in more and I agree with you more and interesting ways to do the blood experience because you got to find you got to find ways to be creative with it I don't disagree I, what I'm sad about actually now that I think about it and the way you're going and what I would like is that there's been characters for instance Uncle Touchy we're going to use that one because that's hot on the topic. Uncle Touchy technically can be retired, but he should always come back. But my point is that Uncle Touchy was developed for so long, you can just give the the, the, the crown to the next person and 
teach Uncle Touchy a little bit and then see what someone else evolves Uncle Touchy into. Because, you know, Uncle Touchy, you know, the run, uh, he runs an adult daycare center. It's, well, that's what he initially did. But uh, that adult daycare center should come back around again because it's such an epic thing. Yeah, but, but then you'd have to pay this guy royalties, and I don't think you want to do that. <laughs> well, there's a, there's a few haunts that should be paying me royalties at this point. And there's point. Other, other characters that have disappeared, you know. Uh, the Butcher. The Butcher was an epic thing. Somehow we got to re bring the Butcher back in and bring him back in. Uh, I guess the, the Death Mask Butcher, that's the one. Um, there's Stripe. Stripe was, you know, it was like a dog creature scare the pants off of people but now the, the person which was me who used to do it is too old so i need another young person to take the crown thank you for saying that before i had to <laughs> take the crown and bring stripe back because stripe was an epic iconic creature that was yeah but there. but the reality is if stripe ever comes back who's going to be dumb enough to let me whip him with a riding crop again I would be honest with you, but <laughs> I would. And he got a smile on his face too. <laughs> but my body, like that's the one thing he would say. Like the older you get, especially like the more seasons you put on your body, like it does. It takes it, a toll. It takes a toll. It hundred percent takes so. a toll. Because and, like I can understand, and Chuck, and, and I'm not gonna dig at you, believe it or not. <laughs> Chuck has, you know, he he leads a very active life. He works hard at, at his day job. Uh, you know, repairing spas. I've done it with him. It is very, very laborious work. It's very, it's very hard work. And he will go out and ride bikes at an extreme level afterwards. You know, he'll ride his bike 30 miles home. I do enjoy riding. Yes. For thing, just for things like that. And at 50 years old, it's going to eventually begin to take its toll on you. And Chuck hasn't put the you know the useless miles on his body that like I have on mine, because like all of my maladies are from stupidity, not from just living you know like a good clean but hard life. Yeah, but epic times in Panama, right? Oh, that's like Fight Club. We don't talk about that. <laughs> that's like Fight Club. Understood. I, I, actually, I I I have talked about it, but. Keep, keep it limited, you know. Keep it limited, because right. you never know who's going to be listening. Or the ghosts and goblins that'll come out. Yeah, like a few years ago when I when I drove down to uh, when I drove down to North Carolina just before haunt season to bury a brother. That was one. Of, that's one of the ghosts I got to worry about coming back if I start spilling the, the beans about Panama. <laughs> Well, yeah, and anyway, the the, the creatures, the, the coming back, you know, uh, Radioactive was another line creature, which would just speak gibberish in the line, and people would talk about him. It would blow my mind because it was such an easy creature, and you actually appreciated that creature. You guys, you, Jason may remember him. You don't remember him? He's no, the guy with the not. horn. He, he used the bullhorn, put a mask on. Never, he would act like he's speaking Russian. Nobody would know. <laughs> That's and then, dope. <laughs> and then he'd walk past them, and you introduce him out of UD, are you it? And they would look at him with an anger look, and then people would talk about him. He told you to get out of his way. And <laughs> out of, oh yeah, la- Fury played. Fury played right into that. Uh huh. Didn't you? Don't you understand what he's saying? <laughs> yeah. So uh, it was a great creature. It's the costume's still here, and I just wish you know. 
you know, everyone does want to make their own thing, but man, it, sometimes you build on something and make it even greater. Now, now, okay, let me ask you a question. Would you be opposed to somebody taking over the mantle of, uh, of say, radioactive. a radioactive? Of course. I mean, I've been, I want no, that. The answer is no. He would not be offended. Nope, I would not be offended, offended, but I would love someone to do it because, man, it starts off so easy. And then once, uh, anyway, always impressed because my big thing for anything in the haunted house is reaction. The patrons, whether they're laughing confused a confusion it was radioactive's whole thing people and they would talk amongst each other and you'd walk and other people would see it and it, it's perfect because literally you entertain them with a 10 15 second gibberish skit walked away and now they have a minute of conversation about what just happened and cannot <laughs> and then all of a sudden he shows up five minutes later and the same thing happens again and then other people are talking about it in line to other people that they never met I thought it's some of the coolest things that happen in the haunted house, especially when you're watching from the outside. Right. <laughs> See, I, I, I'm I'm right on board with you as far as giving away Uncle Touchy. Yeah. If somebody else would ever want to pull that gimmick off, I've got the I've got the shirt, I've got the tights, I've got the tutu. Rock on with your bad Not self. Not too many people are going to fit in those tights. <laughs> That's the point. <laughs> well, you revamp them a little bit. One of my other favorite things, though, we just touched it, and I, I tell people um, who ask about the haunted house a lot, especially uh, family and close friends. But um, one time I was in the back, I was in meat processing, and meat processing had a cage. And at that year, we would actually lock people in the cage, and then we would divide them. So if you were non-blood, we'd skip the cage, and only blood got the cage. Right. So somehow a group got divided, and so it was a woman with another man who wasn't her husband, her husband and someone else got sent into another another uh, another direction. I was on the outside getting ready to do my skit, and the woman goes up to the guy and goes, oh my goodness, these people are crazy in here. Uh, can I hold your hand? Can you get me through here? <laughs> and, and he goes, sure. And I'm like, holy cow, we just got someone else's date to hook up with someone else to get them out of the haunted house. And I, I just, I thought that was a magic moment, you know, a human on top of that, but you know, something that they'll never forget when they finally get out of the front and they reunite with each other. And, you know, I thought that if an actor can do that kind of stuff, that's gold to me. Yeah. To give that kind of experience to someone who comes through this haunted house. That is, that is a really, really wonderful experience. And since you brought up the cage, the cage was at, as as you guys all know, the cage was at one time the domain of my oldest boy. That was Randy's domain, Mr. Crinkles. Mr. Crinkles, another creature that has to be relived and brought back. Yeah, he gets he still gets talked about up front. Yes, Mr. Crinkles was uh, Mr. Crinkles was memorable. You've got a three hundred pound man <laughs> in a barbecued pig face mask and a rip muumu with his chest meat hanging out. Wait, what? Titties. His oh, yeah. titties would hang right out. out. He cut holes in his chest, and he would let his <laughs> boobies hang out. And there, there, there's the mask. Everybody? Yes. 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 So some uh, people had to milk the pig. Milk me! Others, but others had to, milk me! Others had to lick his nipples. Oh. It was so oh, yeah. traumatizing <laughs> yes. for people. Yes. Randy would act. Nobody got out of the cage until somebody milked the pig. Yes. And you know, Randy, Randy, legitimately, and I'm. This is this is probably the strangest proud dad moment you'll ever hear. But 
Randy legitimately made a dude crap in his crap in his pants in the cage. <laughs> Randy made a dude shit himself. I have never been so proud. <laughs> I've seen people's hands tremble because I worked in that section a lot as well. His hands, tr- people's hands tremble while they're getting next to his, his chest. <laughs> well, cracking me up. Oh my goodness! Well, I, I, Help me, yo! Like, We'd start out real high pitched. If you ever, if you ever had a chance, would you milk a pig? Yeah, and and everybody laughs and they're like, no, no, and then he he's still high pitched and then all of a sudden he goes real low, milk me. He starts screaming at them. Yep, it was awesome. That sounds like fun. It was awesome. Oh, yeah, people still talk about it yep. out front. People still talk about that one. Yeah, yeah Rand, Randy was a memorable character. Um, I wish I could get him to come back, but uh, he's reti- he's unfortunately retired from the game. Yeah, but Halls of Horror. Still has the mask, still has the moo-moo. <laughs> <laughs> you need you, someone with the cojones to come and do it. Yes, yes. and the build. You need a big guy. And the build. And the build. You need boobies. Need to be and, a big guy. You need boobies. to be a big guy. Yeah. Male boobies. Could we see Doug getting milked? <laughs> of course. Yeah, Doug has the build for it. Doug has the build for it, but Doug, Doug makes a great leather face, and you know, out in meat processing, Doug, Doug does a bang-up job. So, you know, I mean, if I mean, if it's something he would want to do, great. If not, Doug's great where he's at. I, I And I love Doug. I wish he could have been here with us tonight because Doug would have been a lot of fun on this. Certainly. Yes. You know, I mean, but instead we're stuck with Jason. Uh-huh. Thank you. We love Jay. <laughs> yes, we do. We do. H-O-H, which is resident knucklehead. What, Jason the Knucklehead? No. Oh, yeah. no we no, can no. say words. <laughs> <laughs> Earl, if you had, if you could build one dream room for this place. Aliens. What ball would pit. it be? <laughs> ball pit. Next year. We, we, had, we had a ball pit. What? Yeah, yeah we had a ball pit. You missed it. You're too late. First time ever up here. You're too late. I've never walked through here at all. Yeah, we had a ball pit. And we had a house. We had a room of doors. Yeah. Walk through at some point. I've never well, stepped foot in here until the, I started the, performing. You too. <laughs> yeah. The room that's now the mine shaft, David. So right before mine. Yep, right okay. before you. That was the ball pit. That was the ball pit, and before that, it was the door, the room of doors. Two thousand ten-inch balls. I said, I want to play in a ball pit. <laughs> and we I, still have most of them upstairs. We thought, who doesn't want to play in a ball pit, Earl? And you'd and you'd come around the corner, and you were like, oh man. And then we had a creepy clown in the ball pit hiding under the balls. That is amazing. Yeah. Yeah. Right? Like, but and but then I'm they, in. And then they and sometimes it was a girl, and they pick up their balls. They're like, want to play with my balls? And then every, you'd start pitching balls at them. Yeah, they were. Everybody was in the ball that pit. Is, I would throw like, balls at people like, all day. Like, yeah, there yeah. were all kinds of ball jokes David, in the ball pit. Oh, yeah. David, being in the kitchen, you would be throwing balls at people all day long. Yeah. Because when we had the when we had the ball <laughs> yeah, pit, I was in the kitchen. All night long you're picking up balls and throwing Earl and I just brainstormed. We could bring the ball pit back because I think we got a way of fixing the kitchen problem and uh, keeping the balls under control. Earl, do you what? miss digging through the ball pit, finding no, all not, the missing not, things no, after? Missing no, no, missing phones and keys, and it was nonsense. <laughs> it was nonsense. But the killer of the ball pit was actually COVID. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I was yeah. like, you know we cannot have a ball pit that cannot be disinfected. That's and the true. ball kit got out. That was it. Ball uh, pit gone. Yeah, we have to wait COVID, COVID killed the ball pit. I will put on tights and a clown outfit and... 
run my ass through balls all night. Yeah. So I've heard. I thought, I thought yeah, he's, was good. he's smiling again, talking about balls. Right? Yeah. So I've heard. My first experience with that ball pit was scary because I had no idea that there was a clown hiding underneath the balls. And I'm walking through there, and I got my ankles grabbed. I felt like I was yeah. going to get dragged under, like in the scary movies where they drag you under the bed. Yes. Oh, if my friends came like, through, oh I would God. suplex them through. Be of like, course. Just, see, I was, see, see, that would be so much fun. It, it's funny yeah, that you bring that up, David, because I had actually proposed putting a wrestling ring in that room. I'm down. <laughs> I said, let's put a wrestling ring in there. I've got the belts at home. I've got the lucha mask. <laughs> I'll pop out. I'll pop out of. I'll pop out of a vat of freaking Vaseline. Throw the lucha mask on. You want to wrestle? You want to shot at the title? Let's go. You know. Do we get time restraints, guys? Time restraints. Ah. The voice of reason comes in and goes. Mm, that takes too long. Son of a bitch. Time for wrestling matches. The ball pit. Like how they do all their fun stuff too. Not fun stuff, but like you know what I mean. Extreme stuff. Yeah. Like. That's something. I was just talking to somebody. They're like, yeah, we totally want to go through it. I was like, you are nuts. But have fun with that because yeah. that's not, I got my limits. Nope. I got my limits. Let's go through where? What limits? McKamey Manor. McKamey Manor. Ugh. It's not a haunt. That's not a haunted it house. It's not a haunt. It's a no. jackass escape room. And I think, I think a lot of what he does is exaggerated for press. <laughs> it is. I, I actually just read an article that he was in because I, I had to discuss this with some ignorant person Everyone on our Facebook page. It up. And uh, I finally found a, an article where he's he's actually speaking in it. And he's like, you do know torture is illegal everywhere in the country. You know, what people, I guess they don't know, is that every legal haunted house has to be insured by the state that you live in. Um, it's regulated by the state. There, There's only so many lines you can cross. You just, everything just feels real. It's It's all fake. McKamey right. Manor is fake. He says that he can. What he does is he hypnotizes people. He finds the he finds the weakest link, and that's what all of the interviewing and stuff is for. And most of what he does is hypnotism that convinces people that things are happening to them that aren't actually happening to them. But um, I mean, it defies logic. Nobody's going to be allowed yeah. to sign a piece of paper that lets him rip your teeth out. So the fact that people believe it is just—it's actually frightening. Yeah. It's people, frightening that there are so many people ignorant in people in the entire world. But Don't believe everything who, who, you read who, on the interwebs. Who would go on the internet and tell lies? Right. Uh, <laughs> I saw point. it on TV. It, of course yeah. it was true. In today's day I see age, his we YouTube. call them trolls. Yeah. So yeah, you know, he, he ultimately came out. He did say mm -hmm. that the... Uh, the um, he ended up with more headaches than it was worth, and he had to close the LA one because of all the nonsense. Um, and now he's in Tennessee, but yeah, so he kind of he kind of clears it up for people. But still, you know, the guy that I was talking to on Facebook was like, "Well, oh no, I also his YouTube videos," and I just stopped chatting with them. I'm like, "You're a <laughs> ignorant." It's the magic of editing, right there. Yeah. Well, yes, I saw a video, well, so it well, must be true. Ross McCamey's a jackass anyway, so we're not. Yeah. No, I just find the odd, weird questions, just like uh, we get them, we get questions continuously about the haunted house, people going through, but one of mine that gets me crazy and I try not to fill people in anymore is uh, about the blood. And they're going, you guys use real blood? Yep. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and I just sit there and go, whoa, this person really believes that a haunted house that you pay, through, pay money to go through <laughs> that's industrial, insured by the state, all this stuff, or that we're some crackerjack thing, but... Yes, yeah, so now I let it and I say, hey, 
Yes, we slaughter one bull, one pig, we mix the blood together, and then the daycare center right next door to us, we get one or two pints, and that's what makes our blood special. 95% of the time when I say that, they get it. But there's always that 5% that you could see them, that they're even more horrified that I use children's blood and put it on people. And I just let it simmer, and I walk out the door. Well, well, oh, you mean we're not amazing, the reason that Keystone has a blood shortage. The the reality of it is, Charles, we're only getting two. Uh, I'm I'm mortified that we're only getting two pints from the daycare center. <laughs> Understood. I would go for it. They use a lot five. in my parking lot. That's right. Uh, Send more children. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah, we actually made dumbass stickers for some of the questions. So if somebody asks a question, and the they ask the right person. We actually stick a sticker on them that says dumbass. And we're like, wow, that's a great question. <laughs> and we stick it on them. Nice. Like, I have yet to see one of those. Oh, they're they're in the ticket there. booth, so the front people have them. I have yet to see one come through. That was one. Can we shorten it to DA so it's an inside joke? I think they should know. Well, look, dumb. I got a dirty ass. But technically, I want a dumbass sticker. <laughs> I mean, I would rock it for sure. Uh, well, yeah. yeah. Some questions are ignorant. 100%. One, one nurse stopped me a couple of years ago. It was for Courtney. She stopped me out front. And she's like, you know, I think it's really unsanitary that you let your your staff pull turds out of their ass and stick them in people's faces. <laughs> I, I looked at her. I blinked a bunch of times. I go, okay, so that doesn't actually happen. And she's like, yeah, I saw her. She pulled a turd right, her, right out her ass and stuck it in my face. I go, okay, so you know she's got clothes on under her diaper, right? Nobody, I go, my staff is dedicated. Nobody's dedicated enough to pull a turd out their ass for every customer and it shove it in show. your face and put it back in their ass. I go, you know this is pretend, right? And she got very quiet. She goes, but it smells just like shit. I go, yeah, I know. That's stink we buy. So things smell like shit. And I'm embarrassed that I have to explain this to you <laughs> in front of everybody standing in line. And then she did get embarrassed. And she goes, I'm sorry, you guys do a really good job here. I go, yeah, I, I know. It's clear. It's come true. It's clear. Yeah. Yeah, I shit pulling out of it. Yeah, she she thought somebody pulls actual plastic turds in and out of their rectum. A, a little piece for her defense Those is the fact smells. that that poop smell. Ooh, holy oh, cow. it smells real. Oh. It smells real. Oh, it smells real they, for they sure. Spray that and we would outside. stick it right under their nose, so well, it, well, it for that, real smelt real. Well, that in itself is another thing. Element. If the actor can make you believe that they're doing it, that's how good the I actors agree. are here. Yeah. Well, yes, I, and then she was like, and they wipe stuff on me. I looked at her, I go, did you smell the shit they wiped on your arm? I go, take a sniff of it. It's hand lotion. I go, because you know who really doesn't want to get sick? Us. We're touching all of you dirty motherfuckers all <laughs> night long. Yeah. We don't want to get sick either. Well, and then she was really embarrassed. It was a, once the hand sanitizer thing and she smelled it, she was like, oh. Well, well, you you talk about the, you talk about the liquid ass spray. Yes. Uh, there was a f there was two particular gentlemen who used to work here that no longer work here, um, but I'm not going to name names. They shot Randy with about six shots of liquid ass one night. <laughs> at the end of the night, my car stank for a week and a half. 
imagine riding home with one of them. <laughs> yeah, <really>. I did. <laughs> Listen, yeah. the salts had yeah, so much worse weekend, than you guys. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, so much worse than you guys. Well, heard. yeah, because Michael lived in that stuff. He was shit. Yeah, he called himself Shitface, I think was his name. I still well, have. And he him was covered in it. In my I, phone. I drove as shit home. I was like, we need to put every window down on the SUV because. You smell really, really bad. <laughs> All right, she worked with us. She would, she would come in the house, and the dog. Oh, would Courtney, run a right? Yeah, yeah, yes, yeah, Courtney yeah. was the one that tra- she traumatized that lady. She's like, she thought your girl was. Sticking shit up her ass all night long. Oh my goodness. Bill, you look slightly traumatized right now. No, I think it's hilarious. Oh, it is. That I just think it's hilarious that anybody can think any of it if is is real. Yes, they believe it's real. I had such a blast going through it. Blood experience. I even had fun with like when we came to with the lights on kind of thing. Yeah. Uh huh. There's so much wonderful artwork and design pieces in here. No one ever gets to see. That's I true. hear you. And I, I, I'm looking around, and I'm like, just I'm you know, I'm looking around at all these different pieces that I just I know I missed. I absolutely, I absolutely love both experiences. Laughed my ass off the whole time. Good. Yeah. Good show. But yep. To go on that stuff, what you're talking about. I thought it was funny because we always try to be authentic with with things that we do, especially if we're gonna hey if we're gonna do the poop thing. Let's go as far as we can. And so, right, we built the we built the poop stuff out of um, hand sanitizer, and then we added poop spray. And we had to quickly change that because it got rid of the smell of the hand sanitizer because people would fight and they wouldn't believe. And I'd be in the next room having to simmer someone down, and going, "Dude, it's not real." And well, yeah, so I would add makeup. So I would get dark makeup, like face makeup, and I would add it to the hand sanitizer. Turn it brown. So it took it took time, right? Because you've now got to you've got to convince people that this one gallon jug of hand sanitizer has to be dark enough in the right color and consistency that it looks like a smear of poo, but it's still gel like. You know what I mean? So it, it's tricky. And then you add the poo smell to it, and yeah, we would give it to them in pumps so they could pump it in their hands oh. and wipe it on people. <laughs> Yes, <laughs> but the, the, it had the smell to it, so it didn't have the smell of hand sanitizer. It smelled like poop, and I had to calm people down. So we stopped adding the smell, and then you could easily calm someone down by saying, "Hey, can you just smell it? Can you just smell it?" And then they go, "Oh," and then it smelled like fresh roses or flowers, whatever it was. <laughs> Here's but your sticker. The fact that we mask. made it too authentic, we were having problems. Yeah. Yeah. The fact that people are that. Well, I mean, it was like the poop smell is pretty bad. If you want me to spray it, no, no, that's why I'm not using it. No, 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 we don't need that. In all fairness, people have been coming through the line and they're missing the stink. Oh God! So guess what, Jim? They're missing the stink. Just so you know, I'm putting it on my thing. I might even break the fiddle. They're missing the stink, and we spent a. we spent a lot of, of money my, on the stink. One yeah. of my favorite things with the with the poop smell was the fiddle. I got to give props to Dan Amorum. He's the one who came up with it. He would be on the front of the hillbilly porch playing a stupid fiddle, and it was like a fiddle that didn't work. It was completely out of tune. It sounded totally like crap, and he did sound like crap, but he'd play the fiddle, do some stupid dance, and walk up to someone, and on the end, yeah, of, the, awesome. end of the fiddle a was song. a little rag with the poop smell really on it, so he'd play the fiddle. But it was painted dark, so you couldn't you know, see it. And he would put the fiddle... Right uh, under their nose. Whatever, the uh, bow. the bow, the bow. He'd put the bow right oh. under... The, their nose and go what you don't like my plan you think it stinks 
made Brock their head back go, oh, it does stink. What? <laughs> it was, uh, yeah, Dan was funny. It was totally hilarious. I wish the fiddle would come back too. That's another great character. Oh, yeah, the stinks. People, people miss the stinks. We spend a lot of money on the stinks. They gotta, get, they gotta get reincorporated. Yeah, the stink. Uh, the stink. The kitchen is a good place for stink. We have something called rotting corpse slaughterhouse rotting corpse slaughterhouse and it yep. smells like just rotten meat and rotten it's it's really off. perfect for your room well what what frank used to do down there was great frank would make his own blood concoction oh yes yeah. yes and yes. it was all it was out, out of all foods yeah barbecue sauce Bar all kinds of stuff yeah barbecue sauce ranch and he used dressing basting it, it would have chunks in it <laughs> it was freaking terrible yeah because he would let it sit out in the sun for a day or so. Oh, oh my god. It was horrible. Yeah, when you gotta oh, yeah. take the trash out. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty yeah, much. So we you can make things we don't let you make things out of food anymore. No. Because um it just attracts bugs, bugs if it sits downstairs. So we let you guys kind of freestyle until we're like, Ooh, that's a bad idea. You're gonna have to change that. Yes, like like the drill, though. We've had to change a lot of ideas to keep things on track. Because it's not that they're good ideas. It's just that they have to be tweaked so they, they just don't make our lives more difficult. And stay safe. Yes. yes. I remember yes. when Courtney got excited that she found brown Play-Doh because she was able to make a realistic-looking turd. Yes. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Courtney traumatized a nurse. She had to have a conversation <laughs> with me about how unsanitary we were. That's awesome. And Michael no, made his own because he didn't like the ones that we made for him. So yeah. he made ones more perfect. Yeah. Yes. Oh, I, Michael, love how the, I love Michael's how the characters thinking. scheme up a lot of stuff. Mm -hmm. They come in here really shy at first. By the end of haunt season, you don't recognize these people anymore as that same shy person that came in here. Yeah, true. We well, find, I mean, we uh, find out who ha who's actually batshit crazy in their mind. That's true. <laughs> yeah, we do allow you to go to your demented side. Now, since Earl didn't answer my question, Chuck, yes. what would be your dream room for the haunted house? Shoot, I mean, that's that's impossible to answer because. We already we already have dream rooms because, like, for instance, the baby shooter. I don't know how that ever can leave. It's iconic. Uh, the fiddle on the front, so the front porch of the hillbilly, it, it evolved now to the uh, wasteland type of thing and the yeah. terrible cable TV that they have. But, man, dream room. I, you know, you talked about the ball pit. I think the ball pit's got to come back. Yeah. Now we got to do it outside to it some, some other way. I think I can make the ball pit better. But. I don't care what you want to make. Bro. I think the ball pit would be all awesome. We already got our room for next year. And I agree. I think what do you think the iconic we room need a is? Shower. Ooh. No, a I'd like a shower. Room. No, we need a shower. We need a shower scene. A shower with the silhouette in the thing. Absolutely. Yes. And the blood experience like has I to walk through it. I see. I hear it's carte blanche. Definitely, he could do anything, and I like it. I'm just saying, we've already had iconic rooms. I, Man, it's just tough because, it, when the, you know, you talk about the dream rooms, you know, sometimes I got to pinch myself. I think I'm living in a dream because when the rooms are going off, they're going off. And it's a shame rooms. to tear one down because I'll just go with the cage lady. That's already been teared down and turned into a nun. But the cage lady got so many screams and the girl that was in there that would scream. Um, Sierra. Uh, Sierra, yeah. Sierra would scream and she it was blood curling. And then by the end of the end of the season, she could go off all night long, and it would just get more right. to that point of horror, and it, it was, was just real. impressive. Yeah, 
Yeah, shrill. Absolutely. Yeah. A true shrill and one after the next, one after the next. I love the room of doors. I love the door room. There's nothing more terrifying than to be stuck in a room with doors and you don't know how to get out because all the doors were locked. And you have some little peckerhead clown yelling at you, wrong door, stupid. Yes. <laughs> wrong door, stupid. Oh, God. I can't tell you how awesome. many times I heard that from Chase. <laughs> it was awesome. It was a, great. A room filled with clowns is like somebody's biggest nightmare. Oh, people who hate clowns, they always do. Oh yeah, we we get that every year. We get the like I get and I get asked that question all the time. Is there clowns in there? I can't tell you. Maybe. <laughs> I can't tell you that. It would be ruining the fun. Somebody out front and be like, no, the biggest clowns over there. <laughs> <laughs> See now, like if you said about passing off passing the torch of Uncle Touchy. If I were to keep doing him, I would want to take him back to the original form and I would want the adult playground back yeah. again, the adult daycare back again, where I've got, you know, I've got the the stuffed animals impaled to the wall with knives and I've got handcuffs hanging. Oh, the handcuffs. The miniature yep, piano. The miniature piano. And I actually taught myself to play Baby One More Time by Britney Spears on the fucking piano. Let's go. In, the, in, the, in that room. And the super show, soaker full, filled with blood. Good idea. Yes. That was a lot Still of fun. Still a good idea. That was a lot of fun. But I'm not, I don't want to work outside anymore. It gets too cold. It I'm does a, get cold. I'm a sissy. I'll catch you a heater. I'm a sissy. <laughs> and besides, I have an idea. for we. I, I'm already working on my idea for next season. Nice. Yes. 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 That's going to be a we good need a bar room. room. Understood. I mean, like, <clears throat> the cool thing about Haunted House is everything's carte blanche. It really just takes the actor, make the system, and you can make anything into what entertains the people who like to come through here. Right. David. Yes. As a, uh, as a veteran Haunted actor, but a rookie at Halls of Horror, what's your... Uh, What's your impression of this place? What do you, uh... Uh, the the biggest thing for me is like getting was getting over that hurdle of going from a no touch haunt to a touch haunt. But once I was able to break through that like eight years of programming, it's been probably one of the funnest seasons I've ever had. Like I've been able to tap into like the characters' true potentials because we were kind of like held back. I don't want to say held back, but like. Um, limited on what we could say. We couldn't push certain boundaries because they wanted like a more PG type of setting. But like here, I'm able to tap into like what I call my inner serial killer. Right, <laughs> right. And that that's important to tap into. We all we all have our we all we all have our uh, serial killer side. I mean, you guys gave me a power drill that I broke twice and a cleaver that I broke once. I mean, yeah, it doesn't get too much better than that. Yeah, well. That means you're going hard. It is. It also means you're. It also means you're a rookie. Because <laughs> after year two, we don't want you to break anything. You're gonna. You're gonna be able to. You're gonna be able to regulate just how much you can get away with. Wait, wait, wait hold on. Still convinced. Hang on, hang on, hang on. The big piece of sheet metal hanging on the wall <laughs> says otherwise. What do you mean? He fixes it every year. No, not that one. I did. That one I did not. Jason ruins a piece of sheet metal every year. <laughs> what, what? Jason's a rebel, though. Yeah, rebel without a clue. We can't. We can't have all rebels. This place would be chaos. 
Got to reel everybody else in. Jay's, Jay is non-reelable. I mean, I'll yeah. try my best, but no promises, question mark. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so basically what you're saying is we're lumping Jay in with the habitual line steppers. Right. That's close to it. <laughs> but your line, your line, Jay, is like not a bad line to step over. No, you go. I tell you what, by uh, there are nights by the end of the end of a session, I've got a really bad headache from hearing a chain beating against a piece of steel all night long. Half inch toe chain, three feet long. Yeah. How are you not Hercules? <laughs> oh, you tell me. I don't know. I'm not the one swinging the chain around. I there's, second there's, 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 a, there's a pattern with the Dave. There's a pattern with the chain. I mean, I know. Yeah, he tried it. Use the momentum. Well, yeah, well, it, it was it, it was when I first started here. I was out in meat processing, and that chain is like an iconic iconic sound. I mean, because it, it that it is that's when everybody knows it's it's go time. Boats. And that was my scariest thing when they told me I was going in that hallway. I'm like, all right, I gotta I gotta make it sound just like Jason. And couple swings, you get it down, and you get that pattern. And once you get going, it just your arm goes on its own. Yeah, it's it's all it's all with feeling the momentum of the chain. Yeah, because I've done it too. It's all with feeling the momentum of the chain, and the chain gets lighter when you get the momentum right. It it, it feels lighter. It feels lighter. Yeah, it feels lighter. But I, by the end of the night, you're still gonna be <laughs> yeah. freaking shot. Yeah, it's definitely work. And I mean, the part I like about it is, I mean, you can pipe music down in the basement, you can pipe fake sounds, but the real hitting of the chain, it does just like you're saying, sends it off. When we're up, when we're up top, uh, above the haunted house, and we can hear things going, and when he's hitting that chain downstairs, we know this is the proper thud. The sounds are going good. Uh, same with up front. We'll go with the mine shaft. When they're slamming the doors inside the mine shaft back and forth, there's no. I can't pipe music on any sound system that sounds as good as a true door slamming against wood and, and, and making it thud that it does. Right. And they're like human cues. So true. you can hear where the groups are. So we do keep control of our groups like very well. We try not to make them run into each other. It ruins the experience. So when I hear people in Jason's, I know I'm good. <laughs> Understood, yeah. And, yes. and when I pass them through, yeah. A lot of our noises are an indication for, for the person before or after you when it's time to start moving people through. Yep. And when I hear Jason's when I hear Jason's chain stop, I know if I've got a group in my room, I gotta get them gone because yep. they're on their way. So yeah, I mean, and it's it's those subtle little cues that you got to pick up on. Yep. Yeah, yeah. Huh? But yeah, this is a a lot of fun. It's this is uh, this is uh, truly the best job I have. <laughs> I, I must agree as well. It's Correct. the it's the best job I have, and I wouldn't do this with any other group of people. I I, I enjoy it. Yeah, I, uh, I, I don't yeah. know how else to say it. You know, you work normal, you uh, solve problems in a proper manner. This is the way to flip the script and be that person who's poor at solving problems and can't speak correctly and <laughs> offends people with every word that comes out their mouth. And it's just, uh, it's like, <laughs> well, I do that on a daily basis. <laughs> I was just not but I mean, this hour. is where you get pro at it to where every word is. No, is, no, Chuck, uh, if you remember when you hired me, you hired me because I was already a pro <laughs> at things like that. 
and, and just develop it so you become super pro then. Well, I mean, because my first character, I was the I was the preacher. I did the preacher gimmick out front. Preacher's got to take a comeback. Someone needs to take the torch of the preacher. We have a preacher stand. We need an actor who knows how to preach and preach in the dark words. Halls of horror style. <laughs> Kirsten's real good in the confessional. Like, the confessional is one of my favorite parts of the haunt. It is a good, yes. Yeah, she's good there. How, we, how can we ever get rid of that? Confessing their sins. You hear some crazy confessions down there, <laughs> I will say. And you, and you hear a lot of fights sometimes. Oh, there's been a few. <laughs> oh, I'm sure there has been a few. So. Yeah, it's fun. Our, the haunt is alive. Uh, yeah, it really is alive. It's always changing. It's always moving. It's different from one scare to the next. It's different from one hour to the next. It's different from one day to the next. If you came at the beginning of the season and you come back again, it's different later in the season. It's just always moving. It's, it's really the coolest part about it. It really is always different. Yes, we have always different multiple patrons that come multiple times a year. (laughs) Yeah, the the couple from North Carolina that goes through like multiple times in a night. I haven't seen them yet this year. I don't think I saw them last year either, though. I don't think they were here after COVID. I was trying to I was trying to rack my brain. I do not remember them being here last year. Um, For those for the uninitiated, we had a group. We had a, a couple that would drive up every year from North Carolina. Wow. And do the blood experience all night long, all night long, four or five times a <laughs> night. Come on, yes. yep. Yes, we, we have to... Four or five times, and it got to the point where they were telling Uncle Touchy jokes. <laughs> <laughs> and I would, I would have to throw a whole bucket of blood on them because at the end of going, I don't know what else to do for you guys. And I literally would take in in the meat processing. Yeah, I would take the whole bucket of blood in the butcher. If I was in the butcher, I'd take the whole thing and pour it right over top. Of Oh my Here god! Go. Like it, the messier, the better. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. Were... The last, the last time we saw them was pre-COVID. Yeah. And uh, they went through four or five times that night. At the end of the night, we actually let them into the into the building to get undressed and and redressed into clean clothes. <laughs> and they left their clothing with me and asked me to dry it out for a couple of weeks and mail it to them. <laughs> And that's what I did. So that was the last time we saw them, though. Oh, my God. They haven't God. been back since COVID. Yep. We had a wedding. or well, we did. We had a proposal. Yeah. We had a proposal. Oh, we actually had a proposal, yeah. Yeah, and we did have a bride come through after the wedding. They came walking through the haunt, but we had a proposal here, too. Yeah, we had a proposal, and I told Chuck this would be another great way to capitalize on something like that. I am an ordained minister. It's true. It's true. I'm an ordained minister. I will do weddings dressed as Uncle Touchy if you want. Yep. I'll oh put God, on any be, gimmick you want. That would be awesome. But then the voice of reason says, ain't nobody got time for that shit. Yep. So, got no time for that. <laughs> Don't come, come asking me if you can get married during nope. haunt. The fucking answer is no. <laughs> well, no, no. Just After do it. After haunt. We no can do problem. it on site, but not during haunt days. Not during haunt days. That's a nope. <laughs> but yeah, that I think. Saturday afternoon. <laughs> yes, even that we don't have time. Right yeah. We got no time. Ain't nobody got time for that. The <laughs> truth is, we don't like people that much. We don't need to give them their marriages here. <laughs> That's right. We can build a haunt so that you can come here and get married here. <sighs> we just so, want you to want to. All right. Now, I got one one more question for, uh, we're going to kind of throw this. Uh, actually, I'm going to direct it. Oh. Jim, what's the difference you're spotting in yourself from, uh, your, in your 
performance from this year to last year? Well, I can just, I mean, I'm a little bit more confident this year, but even, I'm not going to say I was shitting bricks when they were telling me I was getting my own goddamn room and it was a doctor's office. <laughs> so, I mean, going in, I was I was nervous. I'm going to say the first night, I was a little bit more timid, you know, but as it went on, and even, even now I'll tell you, you know, at the start, the first couple of groups go, I mean, Dave were even talking about this, the first couple of groups go through, you know, you're still conscious about stuff, but then finally you're just like, F it, and you don't even think about what you're doing. I call it the pre-haunt jitters. It, it, ju- it just, it, it just, you know, <clears throat> like it just takes over. Yes. It comes you. And you don't even have to think about what you're saying, what you're doing. I mean, you still do that judgment, you know, when they come in, but yeah, it's, it's night and day difference. Yes. I mean, and like I said, even from the beginning of the season to now, I'm a lot different. Yeah. Well, I, I mean, matter of fact, even last week, last week I started adding difference. I, I wasn't using, um, I wasn't really using the artificial insemination. Tool? Well, no, no. Oh, that's every time. Oh, okay. that's used every time. The uh, <laughs> that is used every single person. The but later two thousand. I use that just about every time, especially with blood. But what I did last weekend is, as we were going at a faster pace, I didn't want to throw no non blood on the table. Understood. So what I was doing is I was using the chloroform. Got it. And the spermicide. The spermicide. A lot a more. Hot yeah, sauce. A, a lot more, especially for non-blood. I would bring them up against that wall, and I had them cornered up against the wall, and then I would start talking about that. Right. You know, and then do the you know the the, the artificial insemination, and then get them out. Did I teach you about the acetaminophen bat? Applicator? No, but I saw you were talking about that, and I'm like, I'm like, when the hell did that bat arrive in my room? <laughs> That's one of uh, Halsahara, Halsahara Pharmacy's uh, winners. It works a hundred percent of the time. Yes, it, it, it the time. you see the minifin bat. Yep, hundred percent, hundred percent. But yeah, just like I said, Knock just your headache right out. Last week, and I just started using that stuff. I mean, more, you know. But like I said, I did. I thought I can look through. Okay, non-blood. Okay, yeah. I. This is what I'll do, uh-huh. especially if it's. <laughs> If it's an older group, you know, you can tell you don't really want to get somebody on the table. Yep, that's yep. when I that's when I really started being conscious about it. I'm like, I, how can yeah, I give them read, a, a good experience? Crowd. Yeah, without yeah. Yeah. You're doing good. You're doing good. Yes. Yeah, so, did you name your character? No. No well yeah, no, no. It's 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 Nurse Betty. Got it. With okay. double D's. Understood. Nurse Betty with double D and I mean that's part of the whole thing and you you live it. I always think you know, everyone should make their own base, baseball card. Of their character. When you That's what it. the hell that text meant. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus Christ. I couldn't decide for that. Okay, she sees you going crazy, I guess. Well, Jim. <laughs> see, I was, I was Dr. Eddie, and yeah. now I'm going through a transition. Now I'm Nurse Betty. All right. oh. See, now, the, now the, 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 to be Good completely story. fair to Bill, there are times reading text messages from Jim that it seems like he's having a series of small fucking strokes. <laughs> <laughs> My, my fingers don't work all the time. <laughs> Your brain doesn't work all the yeah, time. But could it hormones too. that you're taking. Yeah, but auto autocorrect is on every phone. Auto. Uses a you, phone. you look it up, man. Well, the if thing, there's an underline, change it. I've never said duck in my life. You just did. Oh. Okay. Oh, okay. <laughs> Until now. <laughs> 
My name's Jim. <laughs> so we'll see if you spell incorrectly see? long enough, it actually starts suggesting words that don't exist. So, uh, yeah. So Mine's that is up. that is real. So I looked at Chuck's autocorrect. I'm like, oh boy. Yeah. Autocorrect is for pussies. It, it, yes. Just look. He I'm gonna text you. You guys figure it out. The right one isn't even a request Agreed. anymore. It's That's not the way it works. Wrong. I'm like, whoa. How did that happen? <laughs> it's, it's the way it work. You can actually go through those on your iPhone. I yeah. What did I? What did I start by even speaking to Jim? How did that happen? I don't know. Yeah, he doesn't know. <laughs> he looks. So I don't odd. fucking know either. All I know is that he one day you showed up and you never went away. Yeah, <laughs> I think it's funny. <laughs> Doctor Eddie's turning into Doctor Betty with the double D's. Nurse Betty. Nurse Betty. Nurse Betty. With the double D's. <laughs> And the deep voice. We're going still. through a bit of transfer. Well, <laughs> the hormones haven't changed that yet. Now, is she Betty spelled with two Ds? <laughs> Basically, on my name tag, if you look at my name tag, it says Eddie. And I scribbled a B, in, big B in front of it. Yes, I got you. Nice. I like I got Linda saying the double Ds in the name. Double Ds. That's yes. right. I pointed at the double Ds. And I got, I got double Ds. I'm still waiting for mine. Give them on order. Amazon. Yep. <laughs> yes, everybody gets their breast implants from Amazon. <laughs> Amazon's everything. That's right. Uh, okay. Um, not gonna get fake tits. <laughs> you got enough silicone. We'll fill you right up. Yes. It's not the first time I heard that. All right. So. Silicone and latex. We got you hooked up. This has been. Uh, uh, we tried to do this last year. Yes. Okay. We tried to do this last year, but. Bill couldn't figure out. Hey, no, what, no, don't you blame me. Bill couldn't figure no. out what was wrong. No, no, no. And then I had to, I had to show him that he never switched the mic input on the laptop. Hold, no, hold on. You can't. You Hello? can't sit there and say I don't do anything and then blame me for the fuck up. Sure, That's I not, can. That is not how it works. Sure, I can. I am the laziest host ever. <laughs> Nobody sees that. <laughs> okay. So I'll, I'll for once in my life I'll tell the truth. We tried to do this last year and I screwed up. Um, I put I, I had everything hooked up, ready to go. I thought I had the mic set for the outboard recording setup. No, my dumbass left it set up for the laptop mic, so the audio is completely unusable. We got new gear, new mics, and we actually who to thunk it. Chuck and I actually did a fucking test last night <laughs> to make sure this shit worked. Hey, professionals. Trust but very Allegedly. Allegedly. Alleged professionals. You can't prove anything. No, 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 no. One thing I learned working with Chuck is the saying trust but verify. Well, I, when I told Ryan about doing it again, he said, Well, didn't you do that last year? And I said, yeah, well, but we lost the audio. How do you lose audio? Technically, that's true. You never actually had the audio to have lost it. That's no, I did have it. But I, tr I, went to, I tried boosting it in three different programs. I tried boosting it in three different programs. I tried EQing it. I tried everything. And I'm like, after three and a half hours and not being able to get one minute usable, I said, fuck it. I'm done. But... I think we got it this time. Awesome. Yes. And uh, there was a lot of gold here. Yes. <laughs> Thank you guys for allowing us to come in here and shed, uh, uh, you know, shed a little light on the dark, the dark world of the halls of horror. And uh, 
this will be out. It won't be out by the begin by. It obviously won't be out for this week, but I'll have it out Sunday. Nice. So this will be out for ahead of our last week of opening. Cool beans. So if any of you are like anywhere near local to the Pomerton, Pennsylvania area, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, we are open. We are the Halls of Horror, located at 320 Delaware Avenue in Pomerton, Pennsylvania. You cannot miss us. Look for the giant tree between the two buildings, uh, directly across from the park. Yep. Tree roof. Listen for the screams. Listen for the screams, and look for the people covered in blood. Yeah. Home of the blood experience. Home the, of the blood experience. The bloodiest haunt in America. Let's go. <laughs> That's right. Um, thank you for listening. Thank you for having us over, Chuck and Linda and Earl. Thank you guys for coming and hanging out with us. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you for everyone. And yes, Halls of Horror. Keep it alive. All right. And with that, until next time, this has been Oh No Not Them. I'm Eric. I'm Bill. I'm Jim. See you later, motherfuckers. <laughs>